0: Welcome, everyone, to the Inhumans podcast by Fantastic Geek. We are the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete.
1: Maybe us humans, we're not all that bad. The Inhumans podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 104, Make Way for Medusa, is brought to you by Karnak Brazier Corporation. We're just as perplexed about the complexity of this device as you are.
0: Pete, before we dive on into this latest offering of Inhumans, want to make sure, loud and clear, that all our dear listeners know, we are running a contest, Pete. Whether you're an Inhumans fan, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan, Star Trek Discovery fan, fan of some of our older podcasts, Pete, how can people get in on the action? You
1: can earn yourselves. Entries in our raffle, which will take place a week from tonight on our October 20th Inhumans podcast for a Thor Ragnarok Funko Pop Casual Hulk New York Comic Con 2017 exclusive. By leaving iTunes reviews, you could leave one to the Inhumans podcast by Fantastic Geek on iTunes uh, or any. Of our 10 other feeds, you can earn as many as 11, um, balls in the hopper there to earn yourself this Funko pop that is going for quadruple what we paid for it and you'll get it for nothing.
0: And indeed quite the story on you getting it that you can hear on our pop culture podcast feed as we talked about New York comic con in general, but Pete, let's get going to this episode.
1: It's time for the Royal Dogist. Matt, our teaser begins here with the helicopter silhouetted against the moon. We have Black Bolt and Sammy and Dr. Declan telling them to put their headsets on. Um, and they find out here that he has a uh, private uh, genetic Lab. He wants to take samples from them someplace on the island. Um, he has an idea. Uh, he can help them understand what happens when Black Bolt opens his mouth.
0: Surely they must be headed to the Swan Station, right? Declan wants them to understand their gifts and to better understand that change in the genetic code. Uh, and he has a little, you know, a little... Uh, needle ready for a rapid test and it's with his holding up his hand and black bolt stopping him with black bolt's hand that black bolt notices that declan has a wedding ring hey black bolt is married to declan married guy he's gonna help black bolt married guy get to his wife it's all it's all very on the up and up pete with that we cut to his wife indeed pete uh, along with louise who notices that medusa and black bolt have the same ring Pete, she noticed like we all did, it was part of the part of the footage when Black Bolt was arrested. You remember that, right? How the 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 footage showed how Black Bolt had a wedding ring.
1: Yeah. And having exchanged pleasantries here, getting Louisa's name, Medusa, she's got a gun on her, tells her to go faster. She runs a red light. Of course, cops give chase. Um back at Atalan. Uh, There is Maximus with the council member, uh, Tybor, who uh, tells him that as a member of the genetic council, he's got to act here. Uh, And he uh, says he has no say. Maximus asks, is that what you tell yourself at night? You abandon me. But Tybor explains to him no one had ever gone through Terra Genesis and become a human before. Um, that time will tell, and it always does, before we head into our title card.
0: Pete, let me let me be honest here, all right? Iwan Rion, very, very fine actor in this scene. He's got the eyes going. He's ready to sick the dogs on those who have abandoned him. His intensity is through the roof kind of feel like the writing doesn't quite support the zing of it all uh and a question for you pete about the title card have i just been obtuse and have i missed lockjaw in the title card for the previous three episodes
1: you have missed him he has been there
0: well okay i'm glad to learn new things (laughs) every day every every day we podcast we go back to that hawaii cop chase pete you know what happens when you are getting pulled over by the hawaii state police you're about to get written off of lost uh the car (laughs) twists and turns uh medusa she's continuing the show's tradition of being very pro law and order she takes out her space gun shoots the wheels out from under the cop car which promptly pulls off to the side sparks a flying of course we're going to be seeing some other sparks later in the episode but i digress and for the moment pete the The literal and metaphorical foot is taken off the gas and and those characters get some breathing space.
1: Cut to crystal. Uh, her dog having been hit, Lockjaw by the ATV. The guy is uh, down. Um, and the discussion over what to do there. We learn his name is Dave. He's sorry. Obviously, Lockjaw needs a doctor. but huh, convenience of conveniences, Matt. Dave just happens to have a friend who's a veterinary tech.
0: Convenience of conveniences too. Dave is a handsome blonde man. Crystal is a <laughs> handsome, pretty blonde woman. And uh there's a little uh, there's an, an attempt for something in the air. Back we go to Medusa. She and Louise are on the beast uh, the beast. Wow the beach <laughs> they're on the beach. Pete um and Louise
1: This happens later
0: <laughs> this is true with other characters um Louise intuits that Medusa is from from there from the moon she backs it up with science you know the the pulses that we saw in the pilot episode but not in IMAX because that would have been far too on IMAX um, we get a little recap here. It's always nice to make sure the audience is oriented. A little recap about the royal family. We got the name, the name check. We got Gorgon. We got Black Bolt. We got Karnak. It's all the cousins. Um, and Louise, at this point, she's inspired. You know, and she may have just had a gun in her face, but now Louise is totally ready to go science some more.
1: They need to ditch that car. Back to the lab, uh, Declan. Uh, reveals to Black Bolt, of course, that his DNA is not human. Uh, There's some kind of hiccup. It should be circles with squares. Of course, this is row after row of circles, We understand because he is not human. He is purely inhuman. Uh, We're also told he has an unusually large neural cortex uh, and uh, connection to the temporal lobe there. That's why uh, his whisper would, uh, in his sleep, kill his wife. He has the power to kill everyone he loves but he has tremendous control over this power. Um, Wait a minute, Pete. Did
0: you say that he has the power to kill everyone he loves?
1: He does.
0: So I just want to confirm his voice has the power to kill everyone he loves. Yes. Because they've mentioned it like three times in the last two episodes. I just wanted to make sure I was clear moving forward.
1: In case you were unaware, Uh, Declan goes outside. He calls someone, Matt, on a little device there, tells – That person, they've made an incredible discovery. Are you there, Max? And on the other end, it's Maximus as we head into the act break. Act two begins, Matt, with Max uh, asking, Wait, this man, not my brother, uh, just this random individual you're mentioning, he destroyed a police car? What? What? And what uh, What if he yelled, what would happen? Uh, innocent lives are at risk, uh, he tells Declan. You have to put this man down. And Declan calls him out on it and says, wait, this doesn't make sense, Max, not Maximus, because they can't be the same person. <laughs> um, and Declan uh, resolves here, if he can replicate this genetic code that this man Or inhuman has he could cure cancer cystic fibrosis um, and then he could help max become anything he wants but wait uh, we we need him alive for the DNA Declan tells him they do because science things and stuff
0: the writing is perhaps a bit threadbare here as uh, as there's this a to b to c progression you know declan can use it for the power of good cure cancer cystic fibrosis even transform maximus so now we kind of have it clear that declan is a good guy doing bad things um ditto as you mentioned pete with preserving uh the life of black bulls Just a quick camera note here. Henry Ian Cusick is shot from a very, very low angle. I guess he didn't want to go for more of a medium height to show off, you know, the Hawaii. But with that, Pete, are you ready to move on to the grooviest scene or at least the grooviest storyline going on?
1: I have a feeling that even if I'm not, you're still taking me there.
0: Pete, we cut to Karnak, who's using the natural spring to irrigate the bud. Man, he even gets a lesson from Jen, his Mary Jane mamacita, about clipping the wacky tabacky. Though the other two jazz cigarette sellers seem not to trust him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was all. That was all in one moment of inspiration.
1: Well, the discussion about irrigation here and the explanation that they have very little room on the moon to grow their crops. Um, suddenly, Matt, it's uh, the the two guys there, uh, Reno, and the other one we're later told is Ted. Uh, kind of eyeing up the situation. We go back to the jungle with Gorgon and those soldiers of fortune and uh, discussion there, mention Oron and Mortis who we check in with immediately after. And we have uh, Locus, who uh, we get a power for, finally, has a echo location sound that she admits that is quite annoying.
0: Indeed, annoying to the uh, the uh, uniquely voiced Mortis. With that, what we cut to. to... Say <laughs> oh, Pete, you're such a card. Uh, with that, we cut to Louise's laptop and Louise herself. She's tracking the different satellites. Initially, I did say in my notes hacking, but I understand that she has access for work and stuff. She chides Medusa for pacing, playing with perfume, playing with a shower cap. And uh, by the way, Pete, Louise is also using an anonymous fruit brand laptop with the logo covered. Just wanted to share that. And uh, there's also an interesting moment where Louise and Medusa talk about not being married or being married, depending on their case, and kind of borderline, you know, failing the Beschel test here of, hey, says Louise, I'm kind of reading into it. My life is less valuable because there's not a man to help define me.
1: Well, the discussion of solitude here triggers a flashback where we see Medusa as a teen. We've met her before, but for the first time we see Crystal as a child um, and they are alone without their folks coming back into uh, the, the current time frame. Medusa says she doesn't know what it's like to be alone. She's always been responsible for somebody. So while we just failed the Bechdel test, that being that two women be able to talk to one another and not have it be about the man or a man – um, here, at least, Medusa's mind was off with the idea of protection of her family, specifically her blood relation of her sister.
0: Well, Pete, all this talk of the man—a different kind of the man—shows up. That's the popo, the fuzz, the police. Uh, Just in time to interrupt an interesting bit of banter about Medusa's lack of hair, by the way, Um, Louise has this adoy moment, though we stashed the car uh, across the street. Uh, I used my own credit card to get the room. Um, yeah, I guess that would do it. That certainly works for me on the, the CSI test of things. But, Pete, we go from Hawaii back to the moon where Max, I mean, I kind of feel like I know him well enough to call him that. Max is telling the genetic council that he uh, could be still unlocked as an inhuman since he's been downgraded to the inhuman. That makes him eligible or he's been downgraded to human from inhuman that still makes him eligible for the upgrade. Um, but he would still be better than those humans on earth that are transforming, you know, on that other show. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That there's a key to unlocking the genetic sequence here that they would insert into him. Um, that, uh, this would somehow, Uh, change things and Tybor there is asked if by denying this he is speaking for the council he says he's speaking for Maximus for his well-being but asked if he has loyalty uh, Maximus tells him to prove it as we end the act
0: I don't want to be a negative Nelly but what is the what is the dramatic tension here with which we end the act. I mean, yes, Maximus is upset about past loyalty issues in their childhood, or at least in Maximus's childhood. The question of, are you loyal? I mean, if you said, are you loyal? Hold up a knife. Are you loyal? Hold up a space gun. Then there's a little bit more oomph. But, well, but I digress if nothing else. We return from the act break to Declan Station. At least that's what I'm calling it. And uh, Black Bolt is shown some pictures of other Inhumans on an anonymous Fruit Company screen device. And he's. How about right.
1: some of these <clears throat> Inhumans, Matt? Did any of them look familiar?
0: One of them did look like the quilled character played by the one and only Ken Lung in uh, X Men 3, The Last what? Stand.
1: What? But that character had tattoos and was a. Mu- a- <laughs> I I can't get the word out, Matt. It won't come out. One day, uh, Pete. 20th Century Fox lawyers, uh, you know, have have just sent me a, a message here. I'm, a C allowed... and D
0: season desist.
1: Yes, yes. I'm not allowed to say the
0: word. One day, Pete, there will be the great convergence, and there will be the the multi-universe smashing together of things. But, but that's for another time, Pete. Just so you know, Black Bolt. He's in a room with four people there's himself there's sammy there's dr Declan, and there is non-speaking featured extra uh doctor who is a, a rather tall and bulky gentleman and black bolt looks up just in time to see the doctor prepping a very big needle let's stick a pin in that for later back on earth we go louise and medusa are on the run they are leaving the motel um, but Louise has forgotten her special rocket ship, Pete. How could she? How could she go anywhere without that special rocket ship? Surely, in this episode, I look forward to getting the backstory of it. You know, this is from Dad or something to that effect. Um, Medusa decides to run back because she's the faster one, nerd. Um, and Medusa is able to get into the front door of the motel room, slip out the balcony door to the rear. There's actually total credit here there's a cool shot of medusa falling it's like we fall with her the camera falls with her um and as the scene wraps up here's your rocket ship how did you fly in such a puny thing pete how do humans get to earth
1: yeah (laughs) um i think it says a lot that i didn't watch any of that because i was trying to make a funny tweet (laughs) But um, I note that then they were wearing hats undercover. So there's that. And the discussion here about uh, fathers and, uh, you know, the, the stuff that will come up a little bit later. There's a joke about the teleporting dog. And there we go back to Crystal and Dave. And, um, See what they did
0: there, Pete? From the dog to the dog.
1: Yeah, yeah. Clearly, where I'm most emotionally invested, they bring the vet to the barn, uh, explain his name is Lockjaw. Wait, did you crossbreed him with something? Um, no, I didn't. He's purebred. And uh, the wound seems to be simple, but Audrey, the vet, notes they have no access to an X-ray. Uh, Dave explains Audrey loves animals, but they broke up a year ago. Audrey says that Crystal is such a princess. Wait, how does she know I'm a princess?
0: In humans. Back to Louise and Medusa. Uh, Pete, this is the first time that Medusa is tasting meat and she really, really, really likes it um louise also um really turns up kind of the nerdy girl scientist stuff and pete i'm all for female scientists i'm all for female nerds i'm all for female nerd scientists to me there's just a little too much in this kind of it's like louise mixed with woody allen mixed with you know rocket scientists um I, i mean truly if she was like turning to the camera and talking about Diane Keaton, she couldn't have gotten much more kind of nerdy Woody Allen. Um, But as she goes to, I think, throw out the food, uh, she finds out that Medusa Medusa ditches her just like space
1: camp. There was discussion though, that Adelan is covered in reflective domes. The copter landed in the middle of nowhere, deepening the mystery we go back to the jungle. Oron is closing in on Gorgon, uh, calls Maximus her king, which uh, he loves to hear. Um, they can't kill Black Bolt yet, though. Uh, as Dr. Declan explained, the DNA would not be usable uh, in a dead sample. It's kind of like Chekhov's uh, DNA there um, and that leaves Aron to say that she will focus on Black Bolt she tells uh, her king to focus on Adelan, leave Earth to me as we head into the act break
0: In this scene where Maximus says that he just can't wait to be called king uh, it occurred to me, and I know that you know, the Lion King pulls from a bunch of other sources, Hamlet certainly in particular but just follow along here pete uh black bolt is mufasa maximus is scar and simba is lockjaw who is something to track
1: who's yeah I, i as long as lockjaw's in the uh equation i'm fine with that
0: um after that act break pete we're back to the the ganj karnak and um Jen, they are they're going for a walk and a talk and a hand holding. Uh she leads him to the beach and Pete the soundtrack sings of love and bed and uh and Jen starts to take off her clothes. She strips down to her undie ruse. She goes in the water first. The water's Pete, it's moving it's moving some things with some buoyancy. He goes in too. Um and she 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 goes for that kiss, Pete, and she really goes for it. There's love in the air. And uh, Pete, it turns out that the Bud Bud is watching from afar.
1: Yeah, we find out uh, a name on the second guy. That is Ted. Uh, Ted and Reno, we're told, do not like to go for a swim. Um, Karnak notes that Reno has uh, pathological uh, symptoms and actions. And Jen explains, well, he's a New Yorker.
0: With that, we cut to Medusa, who is fiddling with Louise's computer, which apparently can be tracked. Despite this, doesn't look like it's a Wi-Fi area, and I don't really think you know computers come with four G cards anymore. But whatever. As our pal Henry Perno pointed out, it's the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, we also get a flashback about Medusa's past, uh, and Louise kind of yells a lot with conviction about helping. By the end of the scene, Pete, they're friends.
1: We find out that uh, Louise's father never got to go to the moon. Uh, Both of their fathers, Matt, wasted their lives. It was stupid. These parents and their ideals here um, that uh, we find out through flashback Medusa's parents attempted to revolt against the crown in Atalon, they were banished and she has lived her life trying to be the opposite of her parents, a pathos uh, loaded flashback there.
0: It is so reaffirming to have Medusa restate the fact that she is dedicated towards the royal family and the strict caste system in Adelan. Anyway, Pete, back to Gorgon we go. He's got his paramilitary organization. Gorgon says that he needs to get to the beach. Uh, perhaps the, the drop-off point by Lockjaw had been a bit scattered by Lockjaw becoming fatigued. He, and he needs to protect his family, Pete, his new family of paramilitary soldiers. And uh, he, it's around this point where he, when he runs off. And I just want to point out that we have not seen his feet, those hooved feet, all episode.
1: We go to Crystal. There's uh, discussion here, but it's positive. She gets a high five from Dave, and no human has ever touched her. So, stuff and things.
0: Uh, I love, Pete, the narrative uh, simplicity with which all of the complex veterinary medicine happens entirely off screen. Uh, and now Lockjaw is sleeping in better. Or- um, Back we go to Pottsville, Mr. Man has been noticing that Karnak has been a naughty boy there in the tent, and uh, certainly trouble is afoot in this most scintillating storyline, the storyline that is sparking much interest.
1: Black Bolt and uh, Sammy look over the pictures on the tablet there. Sammy voices that perhaps these were captives. He grabs a vial. They check it out. It is poison, Sammy says. They seem to have traded one prison for another as we finish the fourth
0: act. Yeah, I love that Sammy can just look at the label and immediately concludes poison. Must have the old skull and crossbones there after the act break we go to the moon and uh pete did you call the the, the council to order because the, the council is starting to meet it is done tybor says it is done
1: yeah a crossroads is referenced here they're trying to maintain social order but they've denied what maximus has requested this opportunity to go through terra Genesis a second time um but is this a choice between stagnation or revolution? It's no choice at all. The council, as they are roughed up, Maximus explains in voiceover, they must be banished. Society must innovate in order to evolve. And we see him with the pterogen crystal in his hands. He then questions Tybor uh who is intimidated, so of course he agrees under duress. He has one question, though. Uh, can he be forgiven for when he betrayed Maximus when he was younger?
0: Yeah, back with the past stuff adding some extra urgency. I'm, I, I must admit, and I'm not trying to be a downer here, I don't quite see the connection. I mean, Tybor has... From what we've seen, he has been dedicated to this regime and this current situation and whatnot. But uh, regardless, Tabor is in a green mood. Um, and uh, Maximus does say forgiveness is overrated, which is kind of another, kind of, in my mind, slightly incomplete way with which to end the scene. But we go back to Black Bolt. He is on the run with Sammy. At this point, Oran and her uh, group of ghastly evil people catches up with him. Uh, she lies, Pete. She's a baddie, and she lies. She said that she's got Medusa, who is still alive, and Black Bolt must come with her if uh, Medusa is wants to be kept alive. And then to, to add the stakes, our favorite baddie of them all, Mortis, turns the corner, threatening to take off his mask.
1: Yeah, he says that uh, he's heard Black Bolt is the most powerful and human in Adelan. He'd like to find out and um black bolt grabs the propane there he uh pulls the uh what was it a, a, a tube a pipe whatever it was sam runs away uh oran says that this was smart uh if mortis removes his mask they'll all go down Uh, But things happen anyway, Matt. There's maybe the worst explosion I've ever seen on network TV. Um, And uh, everybody is down but Black Bolt. Locus is seen coughing. Medusa sees Black Bolt, uh, puts Locus down. They hug. They kiss. Louise is there to see it. Um, and uh, Black Bolt notes that obviously her hair is gone from the last time that he saw her. She notes that this is because of Maximus, but that she's okay. Um, And they take Locus with them because she could be used to help them find their family as Mortis just starts to move and we get ready for our tag scene.
0: I could have done without the lengthy slow motion reunion of Black Bolt and Medusa, considering that they were only apart for last week's episode. Yes, there were two episodes the first week and they were separated, I believe, for all of that second episode. But in terms of nights watched, they were together the first, for part of the first night. They were a part of the second night. Here we are on the third night. I kind of don't feel like the show earned that slow-mo reunion. Regardless, though, Pete, with our tag scene, we're back in the, the high tent. Uh, and uh, Jen's shirt is off for the second time in the episode. Pete, as a as a gentleman, I'm okay with it. But as a feminist, I see that we're doing cheap tricks here with girl with shirt off. Um, but we get the, the funny that Karnak simply can't open her brazier.
1: And the more foreboding business, Matt, is that outside the tent, a little ways away, Reno is digging a hole. Ted's dead, baby. Let's take a look at a couple of royal pains.
0: Well, Pete... Top of the list certainly must be Maximus who uh, shows his malice here in the, uh, the big taking out of the genetic council minus the uh, now co- cooperating Tibor. So the reign of terror slowly continuing Adelan, much done being bad in name of King Maximus.
1: I dare say this is the most malevolent we've seen Maximus yet. It's one thing to undertake a coup, it's another thing to take out these individuals, innocent or no. Uh, the the violence displayed by the end of the episode, the outright manipulation of Tybor as the head of the Genetic Council, and now he's got his hands on the pterogenesis. So clearly, this is going to happen.
0: I suppose also on the list we should add the uh, that our our, our wacky tobacco, Gentlemen, uh, Ted is dead. Who's the other one, Pete Rico? Reno, Reno, who's
1: from New York.
0: Reno, who's from New York. That's, of course, you know. Um, I mean, a little somewhat, somewhat clearly constructed malice going on there, but um, I don't know. I dig Gorgon, I dig Ken Lung, him and Jen, they appear to be in love or in lust or whatever. It's not my place to judge. How they express their physicality, uh, but Reno—he's looking ready to judge.
1: Oran doesn't get a ton to do in this episode. It's obviously backloaded with the conflict there—the the checkmate that uh, Black Bolt pulls late in the episode with the propane, um, and clearly her story uh, down the road is, is going to offer a little bit more. Uh, but she's buttering up uh, Maximus, calling him king, uh, manipulating Black Bolt, or at least Whoa. attempting to with the lie about having Medusa only to get her doors blown off.
0: Got to give a quick shout out to Mortis insane with the propane and the fact that he is left alive at the end of the episode groaning starting to move as uh black bolt and medusa look on in in consternation i think we're gonna have another showdown there pete
1: how about a couple royal thoughts what do you got matt
0: we've seen essentially two sides of declan here you know he's presenting himself as the eager uh you know man who's out to heal the world but also clearly willing to uh to go into a gray area where will fan favorite henry ian cusick end up pete will he will he go to the dark or will he go to the light
1: he's said here that he's never met Max in person. So obviously he doesn't have the full story. So I think it's very forgivable for us as viewers um, to let him off the hook. I, I really don't know what to uh, think of where he's potentially headed. I mean, the actor is so often cast in uh, positive roles. I, I can't see him. Uh, You know, doing something that malicious, but you never know. I mean, scientists have often been pawns in terms of the use of bio and, and technology.
0: How about, clearly the writing is on the wall, clearly in the next episode, and I haven't even seen the preview, but clearly we have Maximus being re-exposed to the the Terra Genesis crystal. What will happen? Surely he must have a power emerge. What's going to happen, Pete?
1: Well, I mean, so a a human can get exposed to it and uh, they could die or nothing could happen. I, I still it's it's essentially what the writer's room decides is going to happen. Um does do do two negatives make a positive? We're we're back into, you know, strange math situations. Um I I don't know if the story says and and I'm not terribly familiar with inhumans from the comics, but I can only imagine okay, so he went through His superpower was that he became a human. Um, Now, are they going to expose him again? Does he get the the special sauce from Declan? And, you know, maybe he gets a a dangerous voice too. And then we have a shouting match between the two characters that they try to destroy one another. I I just don't know.
0: I think we're going to get some kind of cool superpower. You know something that really will will show off well in a uh, in a fight scene. As we, Pete, we now have completed the first half of Inhumans. Now here's the second half where can really cook with gas.
1: Lastly, uh, Reno has killed Ted here. He's digging a hole for him. Looked like a really comfy hole though, Matt. I think he's got plans to put somebody else in there.
0: I would be curious to know how long a, a muscular man would take to dig such a, a deep and wide hole. Um, but indeed, Pete, it looks like it, it's more than than Ted there. It might be a grave for three. Let's move
1: on to some royal correspondence.
0: Pete, first tweet is from Danny Hernandez. That's at WhooshDannyH he has some some harsh words for the royal family this dialogue this episode uh has been atrocious tough to overlook this week um so so some criticism there from mr hernandez
1: i would wholeheartedly agree last week's episode i thought represented a step forward i think we both moved through it uh in a, in a way that made it seem a, a, a far less taxing experience. Okay. The, the premiere was two episodes stacked together. We saw that in IMAX with shockingly less material. We got more illuminating material in the the two hour broadcast premiere. And then last week felt light. It kept it moving. It felt like a better effort. And this was a definite step
0: backwards. Uh, next, we have a tweet from ML Huber that uh, that's somebody who goes by at person who writes and uh, they say, as soon as the genetic council told Maximus, no, I was like, bye bye, peeps. So certainly <laughs> good read on the the malice of Maximus, the maximum yeah. malice, you might say.
1: Obviously, he needs Tybor, if nothing else, to be able to voice his dastardly plan until he runs out of use for him
0: pete want to take a quick moment to thank everybody who keeps this podcast and all our podcasts afloat those are our pals on patreon.com fantastic geek thank you so much for checking it out thank you for so much For keeping the podcast going.
1: As the bill is preparing to come due here for the year for all of our bandwidth and across 11 different feeds, it it does add up for our podcast. We're super thankful that people would even consider going to patreon.com, P A T R E O N slash fantastic geek with the ph all one word everybody who contributes gets exclusive podcast content and then there's all sorts of levels to contribute at so thank you again
0: the best though pete comes for free how can people be in touch with you
1: you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r j k-a-t-e-l-a-a-r 9538 followers can't be wrong
0: And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast anytime, any day. We are Fantastic Geek, fantastic with the P and the H. Visit fantasticgeek.com, email fantasticgeek at gmail.com, tweet us at Fantastic Geek. Check out our sweet pics on Instagram on Fantastic Geek. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com
1: slash fantasticgeek with the P-H, all one word, like it today.
0: Pete, to those who've been listening on the Pop Culture Podcast, this concludes our sixth consecutive day of podcasting. <laughs> we did it, Pete. We climbed the rock. Tomorrow, no podcasts at all. Sunday evening, Star Trek Discovery. Can't wait to continue there. A uh, big Rain in,
1: Wilson episode.
0: It's gonna be, it's gonna be muddy um if you're listening to this on the inhumans podcast feed we will be back next friday to keep the adventure going with that pete i will say aloha to all our listeners and give you the final word
1: i always thought forgiveness was overrated